Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? I want to start this shit off straight. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. And I'm talking tough. You're talking to what? You're a phony Montana. What the f***? This ain't Tony Montana, it's phony Montana. Clever. You can't do shit, y'all. That's Matt Herpes, though. Now I know. Media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me. It's me. I don't care what you say on the radio, but it's me. I know you. This nigga's talking crazy. I am f***ing somebody up. And physically, I mean. Hold it now. It's radio. Yeah. radio with the streets is talking and everybody is talking. Because I do talk tough and I do do tough things. This is Tuck Talk Radio and I'm your host Rich Martini Alongside my boy, my partner, Mr. Who? Mr. Preston, the one and only Yo, we up in here, we just talking shit, man There's a lot of shit going on We watching some NBA, it's just funny You know, we talking shit about players that, you know That are doing their shit at an elite level But fuck it Let's just talk shit. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. <laughs> that's just how we do, man. That's that's just how we do, man. We uh, we you know, do talk hey, tough and we do do tough things. Uh, uh you ever watch that uh podcast, The Dreamer? The Dreamer, no, fill me in. The NBA Dreamer, he be doing commentary basically on mm-hmm. NBA or whatever. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's just Charles. Want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Dreamers Pro Show. So he was commenting on the whole shit because of all the shit that's been going down with like JJ Reddick, right? A Smith, and right? Dude, Mad Dog, that just be talking out his ass. Ah, uh, just shut up and play. We. Oh. Man, I can't stand that dude. That dude man. just be he be bringing up history I mean, lessons. I mean, he, he he'll bring up history <laughs> lessons, but I mean, it's like, man, he's so Fox Newsish, man. The people on Fox News talk about athletes that way. JJ Reddick. <laughs> I mean, JJ Reddick was right though, and then Stephen A. Smith shucking and jiving ass. Well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. <laughs> Came out later and was talking about some. Yeah, man, you know, uh, I don't like the fact that he brought up Fox News. Well, I mean, shit, man. The dude is is, is fresh out of South Carolina or some shit. That dude, he for real. Talking hell of shit. Man. This shit is just funny. But anyhow, this is Tough Talk Radio. We're just gonna, you know, we got a few topics out here we want to talk about. You seen that shit that's been going on with uh, D.L. Hughley? What the f***? D.L. Hughley. You sound insane. You should be medicated. D- D.L. Hughley. D.L. Hughley and... <laughs> Monster Mom Monique. That's a huge bitch. I mean, goodness oh, gracious. Yeah, you really want what they thought I wasn't, what I wasn't worth. All of this bullshit. And nigga, you put your feet under my motherfucking table. And you talk about young thug and cause of their names. Nigga, your name is D.L. What the fuck does it stand for? Yeah. What the fuck? How far are you bending over, nigga, on the D.L.? My problem with Monique is this, man. And yes, I already know what you about to I'm praying for you. I mean, and here's the thing. I think she's extremely talented, right? Yeah. She's extremely talented, man, but the antics and then she'll get on she'll get on her live with her husband. You know what I'm saying? Talk about some with daddy. Talk about some listen, my loves. Right. After she just cussed the nigga out. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, get the fuck out of here. Wrong as shit. Bringing that man daughter into this and her sexual trauma and all this other shit, man. She crazy. Well, I mean, she, that's that's what she's been known for. I mean, obviously. And here's the thing. We talk about, you know, protecting black women. Because at what 
time that black men start attacking black women? What kind of real nigga is that? That's a bitch nigga. This one is hard to protect, bro. <laughs> I mean, she hard to protect, but I get it. You know, she got dude with her, you know, and, um, you know, he allowed her to live how she want to live. So, uh, you know, more power to him, man. But, talk okay, radio. but, okay, on the other end of it, do you think she has a point, though? If you sign the motherfucking contract, that's what the fuck it is. If her name's on the contract as the headliner and dude says, nah, I ain't going on, if, if that is true. Okay. If that is true. Okay. Do you think she has the right to expose that shit? That's what the motherfucking contract says. Monique is to be the last motherfucking person on the goddamn stage. She is the headliner. That's what I signed the fuck up for. But a nigga named Bill Hughley turned into a bitch and said, I won't perform if she does that. Nigga, you open for the kings of comedy. I close for the queens of comedy, nigga. Here's the thing. If that is true, right? Because that is the caveat here. If that is true, right? Yeah, she has every right to be upset about it. She has every right to speak about it, but not in the manner that she did it, right? You took this venue. You talked about everybody and everything, right? <laughs> Insulted that man's wife and his dog and his- I feel sorry for Dale Hubley's family. I feel sorry for his motherfucking wife. Cause how do you suck the dick of a coward? She went at that man right before he was about to come on stage yeah. over a contract dispute. There's ways to handle it. It's just like the slap. Oh! There's ways to handle it that don't make you look like a goddamn fool. You do have a point. Now, if this was a first time scenario, I would back it 100%. Like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Maybe she just, maybe some shit's just been going on behind right. her back that right. she's just fed up and this is the last straw. Right, right. I, I, I feel you. Right. I, I can feel that in that, that scenario. Right. But, to have all these other issues right. with these people right at some point what is it saying if shit keeps on happening around you man you the know, problem is you the problem is you you say it's my fault yeah i find out and, and we're talking about oprah lee daniels uh, uh tyler perry i mean and listen i'm no fan of any of them to be yeah, honest okay, with you that, okay, but that's a, that's another situation right <laughs> yeah we'll about talk about that on perry got hold it now it's ready listen man <laughs> do i applaud the brother tyler perry for doing what he does man i do man but the propaganda that this dude puts out there that in my opinion makes all black men look crazy well let's be nice we don't have to go there <laughs> i can't rock with no tyler perry nothing because he makes black men look horrible, man. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. I can't fuck with Tyler Perry. But anyway, I digress, okay? Tyler Perry, I mean, she beefing with some of the greats in the game. Yeah, that is true. I don't get it. Yeah. Stuff Talk Radio, where the streets is hawking and everybody is talking. Happy wife, happy life. I took my own advice. Huh? I think about my wife and all that she had to sacrifice. Yeah. Real humble beginners, now our life different. My work by half a billion, my wife different. So I ain't got no time for these momentary. No. I still remember visits that you made to Terry Hood. It's huh? our anniversary. Like Tony, Tony, Tony. No Instagram relationships that others be phony. Had to buy two rings, cause we got married twice. A million dollar push present, cause she carried ice. When I think about my life, they try to give me life. Having wet dreams by my spouse while I'm clutching on my knife. Every time we have fun, I end up with a son. Mr. Reefer with the rum. And then I make a 
turned our house into a home Or should I say a mansion Now we working on our second one Cause ain't no second chances I was at my worst So you deserve my best I treat you like a queen Cause you deserve the best Said I get 20 years She didn't break a sweat Went from kissing in a jail To kissing on a jet It's diamonds on her wrist It's diamonds on her neck You show me loyalty So you get all my respect Yeah, it's diamonds on your fist And diamonds on your neck It's love and loyalty So you get all my respect You know you're special to me That's why you got my last name Drop a 60 on a jet Just like Kobe last game I put emeralds on your ring And diamonds on your bag All them Hollywood love affairs They don't never last She don't judge me on my past I'm so glad she crossed my path Said the way I handle business I remind her of her dad Even help to lift my spirits Of them days when I was sad Even help to calm me down On them days when I was mad Change your name to Mrs. Davis And I bond it super sacred Let's have another baby I need somebody to play with And when I'm growing old I know I have someone to stay with but it's rap, they no rage We went from visits in them cages To performing on stages After shows we hit the sweet I swear the sex was so amazing They trying to spread this narrative That we some bad parents I take care of all my kids They mamas and they grandparents I'm not doing no capping I'm being honest, no comparing You know the watch just pull up And everybody's staring Hard Talk 3 season, McLaren There go Irish parents ATL Jacob and walk my Jacob still glaring Cause this tough talk radio with your host, Mr. Preston and Rich Martini. Cause I do talk tough and I do do tough things. Another shit that I was watching out there in the news was that a uh, PGA shit, man. The controversial new golf tournament teeing off tomorrow in London. It's called Live Golf Invitational. Saudi Arabia is bankrolling it. It's not the talk around barbershop, right? Right. But it's the talk around the water cooler. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Them, them cats in you them had... offices is having a fit right now, boy. Hell yeah. Do you honestly think you're fucking funny? You had to put me up on game. I mean, it's interesting now that you brought it to me, but I had no idea, man. I'm like a football, basketball guy. And you talk about the PGA, I'm like, damn, but it's interesting. I mean, they had to follow the money. I mean, in a sport where they make so much money to do so, I mean, it's a skilled sport. I mean, it, it, for those, shout out to all my golfers out there. Anybody that plays golf is a difficult sport. You got to be skilled to play it, but. Oh, boring. You know, it's boring as hell, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's horrible, but there's a lot of money in the sport. Yes, sir. Right? So they just following the money. How do you feel about that? Do you, if you were a golfer, right? Would you care that the money had blood on it if, if it's coming with M's behind it? Look. I need money. You telling me that our dollar bills that circulation right now don't got blood on it? Man, touche. You know touche. what I mean? So am I going to take that money? Hell yeah. I said shit. Me too. Just because it goes against your campaign or your money, is is does it make it wrong? That shit ain't wrong. They want for the money. I mean, the shit that they're doing in the PGA now. Obviously, you're not a golfer. You know, okay, I'm not Taliban or, you know what I mean? Well, all right. that other shit Catch. that they teach us and all this terrorist shit. Right. You know, put that all aside. They're a human being and they putting out this money. Yeah, I'm going to have to go aside with that money. I mean, it is what it is. And here's the thing, right? Well, you know, that's deep because we as Americans, we do tend to believe that, you know, our shit don't stink. Right? Exactly. So our, it's our way or is the best way. 
everybody else is different because they're not Americans and a lot of people see it a different way. You know, they bring up the whole, you know, they're terrorists and all this other shit and, you know, the money got, you know, a, a blood on it because of the shit that goes on over there from country to country. Right. The human rights shit. There is a point where money is not enough for you to do certain things. No. Oh, oh, no doubt. You know what no I'm saying? Doubt. So don't get us wrong. That we're just yeah, doing no shit doubt. to get money. No doubt. But, you know what I'm saying? Because people are going to say, oh, that's terrorist money or that's, you know, blah, blah. Like, look, we act like our shit don't stink over here. We don't get our hands dirty. Man, let's switch gears a little bit to this Deshaun Watson thing, man. New York Times article says, uh, Gun sexual! Deshaun Watson had, uh, visited, you know, an upwards of 66 different women over a course of 17 months, man. It must be exhausting. You know what's crazy is. That's crazy. Now, the hard part about it. I guess the sound of ding dong do something to this is we're supposed to be in a country where until proven guilty you're innocent but the way shit's been going total reverse that is correct public eye you're guilty until you're proven innocent right now it looks horrible it looks horrible for him but here's the thing that he has going for him two separate grand juries decided not to indict this is the grand jury's take on it stating that there was not enough evidence to charge him criminally me personally, whether or not what he did was legal or not is such a bad look, though, that, on the NFL. Absolutely. That he's got to be sit down without pay for a year. I think the Browns anticipated that, which is why they they signed two backup quarterbacks, gave them both guaranteed money. OK, trash for a year. What the? F- well, I mean, you're not going to be trash because the Browns got a pretty good team. And you got two very good running backs. That is true. And you can run the offense probably to a playoff berth because look at your division. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers with Trubisky. Do you believe in Trubisky? Uh, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. It's biscuit time, boy. Some of my bitches. You got the Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson is in a prove a year, so he's, you know he's going to ball. And the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Cincinnati Bengals is in a prove it year. This, they they got to I mean, follow up, up there last year with this year. I, and and what did they do? They went and fixed their offensive line, which was a a, a huge issue. Mm-hmm. But you still got that quarterback, Joe Cool, and you still got that wide receiver, and you still got that running back. And they and got another wide receiver still now Still pretty too. good. Yes, they just got another one. Yes, cool. but what they focused on primarily was the offensive line in the off season and their defense. Right. That was well. The offensive line was the issue. I mean, this quarterback got sacked so many times coming off a knee surgery, which is why I have so much respect for him. But, I mean, back to the Browns. I think they'll be able to be all right. That's going to be a tough division. But, I mean, even with Deshaun Watson, it would have been a tough division. The only thing with Deshaun is is I think it's going to take him a year to get back in in a full swing of things. You think so? I think it's going to take him some time. I mean, hopefully he's been training. People said he's trained, but I haven't seen any videos. I'm, I'm almost positive that's all he was doing was training. I'm just saying, look. Because where are you going to go? Where can you go? Going to the motherfucking massage shop. Breakfast to go. You're going to love my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 66 cases. Shit. 66 different people. Damn. He had a fetish for that shit. I'm he was getting it. I mean, then they, they're talking about that, that the, the team gave him a non-disclosure. You know, once they found out, I guess it, it was brought up some one way or another. And don't quote me on that, but it was brought up to the team 
and they gave him a non-disclosure. Hey, if you're gonna do this behavior, you need to start doing an NDA. You know yep. what I'm saying? So they basically taught my man how to fish. You understand what I'm saying? Like, nah, man, don't, don't, not stop doing what you're doing because that shit is crazy, bro. Do it better. Just do it better. Gotcha, bitch. Here's the bigger thing, right? If it was me, if I'm Deshaun Watson, if I'm a 6'5", 22, 23-year-old NFL quarterback, I'm going to the club, and I'm pulling whatever I want, and I'm taking it home. What does that say about Deshaun Watson, that this was his modem of apparatus, modem day apparatus? I don't know. <laughs> that this is the way I that mean, he, look, he, he scratched his Yeah, shit, but this this Come right on. here, listen. I'm just going to stop you there. Okay. Only reason why I say cats do crazy shit is because we hear all these stories about like shit like Lil Wayne and Baby. Okay. And them motherfuckers getting it on. If them cats get it on or got it on, did what they did, what Deshaun did, can't be out there. Yeah, but, 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 but. Cats do crazy shit now. Cats do crazy shit, but here's the thing though. Cats can't do crazy shit and be the quarterback of an NFL franchise. Oh, no, no, I get you there. I'm just saying, he's just, he, he just got a fetish, dog. Tell him, Potter. You can't be so careless with it when, when, when you got so much on the line. And here's the thing. This is just a testament to how good this player is. The Browns still gave him $230 million guaranteed money. And they look like, uh uh-oh. No, no, no. You know why? Because even though he's going to get this year, he's going to come back and he's going to ball. Yeah. And and he may win them a Super Bowl. And and nobody's going to care. Well, we hope. We hope he ball. ball. He's going to ball. No, homo. (laughs) Balls. This is ridiculous. Listen, he's going to ball because he's a baller. That's what ballers do. And he's a young baller. So although yeah. they may be a little rust, five, six, seven games into the season, gonna he's going to ball. He's gonna, it's going to take him a year. To me, I think it's going to take him a year. He, he's going to come back and ball. Even if it does take him a year, he's going to be cool. 28 years old. I mean, <laughs> you know I'm what I'm saying? Tripping. Like, no. he, come, he comes, he's going to be out this year. I, 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 I can't see any scenario where he's not out this year, right? He'll come back next year, and he'll, you know, there'll be a nine and, you know, seven team. Nine and... 18 because it's 17 games here now so 9 and 18 right then the next year they make the playoffs the next year they win a super bowl he's 28 29 years old and the way the nfl is now where you can't even breathe on the quarterback he can play till he's 40 years old so i mean i mean what are we talking about i'm just saying like this look at the end of the day how can i say does my boy have a problem yes yes at the end of the day what do you do really that bad no Okay. You know, the man oh. just the man just got a little a, a woo-hoo on it. Ignorance is bliss. And, you know what I'm saying? Listen. And look, and I, I know a lot of these girls that are complaining were okay with it back then. You done got with a nigga, now you talking about you fucked up my self-esteem. Listen, I keep hearing them talk about the graphic nature of what he did. And every time I hear them talk, Will you knock it off? I'm just gonna leave that right there, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of I'm gonna leave that right there. You I know, done did that shit. No, <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, uh, this is Tough Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. This broadcast is brought to you by Black Lee on Delicious Vinyl Radio, powered by Dash. Hey baby, let it play. That's my song. Turn it up. Turn it up.
like an ocean, it's gonna be a problem when I take a shopping. We rockin' designer, might go to the jeweler to buy you some diamonds. The hips keep rockin'. Yeah, that's my bae. Coming through hundreds, a whole lot of profit. You ain't gotta worry, little mama, I got you. I'm holding you tight, let you know how I'm rocking. We finna make all these haters believe. We finna go to the dealership, cop a new whip, take a trip, and then fly overseas. Baby, whatever you need. Yeah, that's my bae. Promise to give you my time of the day. Promise to always be loyal and tell you the truth. I ain't never gon' lie to your face. That's my bae. My bae. My bae. Tough Talk Radio is brought to you by Black Eagle Entertainment. Black Eagle Entertainment is a multimedia company giving you resources and industry from consulting work, production, movie, music, shit. You motherfuckers do it all. Always bet on Black. Hit them up on IG at Black League ENT. That's at Black League ENT. Muchacho, deja eso. Ey, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. Muchas novias. Hoy tengo una, mañana otra. Ey, pero no hay boda. Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. Ey, ey, muchas novias. Hoy tengo una, mañana otra. Titi me preguntó. And welcome back to Tough Talk Radio. I am your host, Mr. Preston, the one and only, and I am alongside my partner, Mr. Martini. That's you know who it is. All right, so we're gonna get right into this, man. I am here with the one and only Cameron Curl. Cameron Curl could end up being the biggest steal of the 2020 draft. Man, all I'm gonna say is Monday Night Football. Everybody, mama watching it, ho. Come on, man. Dude, he's up two, one, two. Hey, he'll remember that number. I have known this, and, and Rich, I got to tell you, man, I've known this young man since he was like seven years old, man. You hey. know what I'm saying? Man, we go, me and his dad go way, way, way back. And um, I am a cowboy fan. You know, so I'm gonna just. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know. Oh, saying? yeah, that's right. Cause you, you Washington. That's right. You, oh, play, you yeah. plays for the for Uh-oh. the Washington Commanders. So, 
you know, and you know, his father and I go back and forth because uh, his father is an, a well-known cowboy hater. But I'm not going to hold that against you. Is it most Americans are? Watch it. One eight hundred. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for the joke. Watch it, man. Watch it. So, Cam, you know what, man? We just going to talk about it, man. You started. This journey out here in San Diego, the family moves mm-hmm. um, to Oklahoma. Tell me what that was like. And I know you were a young, young man when that happened, but tell me how that transition right. was for you. Um, it was different. You know, uh, we drove, so it took like three days to drive there. And then we get there and there ain't nothing but grass everywhere. Like, you know, come from San Diego, like it's buildings everywhere, water and Coming to Columbia, nothing but grass. It's my first time seeing cows in real life. <laughs> crazy. I bet. They ain't big dogs. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> I bet that was crazy. But, I mean, did it make you more focused on football? You know, was it able to, were you able to break out the distractions and, and, and really focus on football? Because, man, Rich, this kid was a beast, man. I, I was a Division One football player. Man, this kid was better than me at seven, man. I mean, this kid was a beast, man. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, man, were you able to focus more? on football when you got there uh yeah that was when i switched my position to quarterback because my dad was a coach so with him being a coach you know it really made me focus a little more and then uh just being in a new place you know that like i gotta prove myself now when you say your dad was a coach was he the coach of your high school team or was he like a college coach or uh, no nah, we moved uh when i was like sixth grade so he was our sixth grade coach okay um like seventh grade coach yeah, yeah. all the way up to high school yeah shout yeah. out big greg man he coached with me actually you know at uh san diego high man you know what i'm <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. Man, this guy, man, we done had we had a bunch of conversations back and forth, but man, to to see you now, man, I mean, it's like a dream come true, man. You you go out there, you crush it in high school. Tell me when was the moment when you realized that you know what I can play major Division One football? I mean, honestly, it wasn't like till I got my first offer for real, like the end of my junior year, because it was dudes older than me who I was looking up to. And like they wouldn't get no D1 offers, so I was really like, damn, like I'm not finna go nowhere. But then, like the end of my junior year, like the spring, I started coming in, and like you know, more and more like fast. So I was like, yeah, it might be kind of good then. So did you play all four years of your collegiate years? Oh no, nah, I, I left my junior year. You left your junior? Okay. I read somewhere you, know, you had a bunch of offers, but I want to hear in your words, why did you choose Arkansas? Uh, well, I chose Arkansas because I wanted to play in the SEC. Like, in my opinion, that's the best conference in college football. Like, they call it the little NFL. So, and it did, like, it got me right. Cause when I got to the NFL, like, it wasn't that big. It wasn't, didn't take that much to transition for real. But what were some of the, the big name schools that were offering you? I had like OU, Texas, Nebraska, TCU, Baylor, and Arkansas on the table. And that's what's up. So you're transferring from collegiate to the pros. When did you realize, like, damn, like, I made it. Like, I'm on the squad. Like, uh, It was really, like, I'll say, like, my first time thinking, like, All right, I can do this was they had put in a package, like, just for me, like, the big nickel package. Damn. And, like, I was starting. So it was like, All right, I'm in here. Like, I'm not feeling anybody take this from me. So that's dope. I got to turn up for real. So they, they did that. And then. Really, the special teams coach was, uh, he was liking me, so that's when I knew. And then when they cut, they came, I ain't get no call. I didn't really know what was gonna go on. Like, 
I thought you gonna get a call to tell you made it or whatever, but I ain't get no call. I went to the building and they were talking about congratulations. So I was like, yeah. So when you realize, and you were a sixth round draft pick, right? I was seventh. Seventh round draft pick. Yeah. When you realized you made the squad as a seventh round draft pick coming out of Arkansas, because you had some success. You started as a true freshman at corner, right? And then you made the, mm-hmm. the, the switch to safety later on in the career. Um, you know, when you when you got that that, you know, hey, I made the team, who'd you call first? She was like my mom and my daddy. <laughs> That's what's up. I called them and like, you know, it was happy for me and stuff. And then I really ain't telling nobody else just waiting for them the team to little post the, the little stuff on social media. But I mean it felt good. Here's the real question. Do you play mm-hmm. with yourself on Madden? About to be my meat. <laughs> Pause. Nah. Nah, nah I don't even play myself because Say what? Man be tripping Like they might let somebody Run past me I'm gonna get mad Right <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep My composure well, well Do you check your player rating On Madden Uh I, I think last time I checked I was like a 79 Or something 78 But know. that's alright though They I don't did care though. They, they did my man Dirty on Madden But man He bought This This about to be The breakout year Man Let me tell you yeah. something Cameron Man when, when First when you got drafted Man you know, I, I always teased your dad because, you know, that year, you know, the Cowboys needed a safety. And I kept teasing him like, man, you're going to have to wear that, that Cowboy jersey, man. You're going to have to wear that Cowboy I, I jersey. Was draft. Oh, man, let me tell you something. I don't think I've ever prayed that hard, Cameron. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever prayed that hard. I was hoping that my Cowboys were smart enough. To pick this diamond in the rough And I didn't think he was going to last to the seventh round I just think that that's preposterous And and guess what You know the commanders are going to have to pay a heavy price for that Yeah baby Because this about to be that season Where you're you're going to show the rest of the league I've been hearing nothing but great stuff about you know what you've been doing and your progression and you know all the tackles that you're making and the plays that you're making you know uh all rookie team in the nfl man i mean that's just amazing and i still can't believe it i'm 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 excited like it was my own son man i, I can't even i can't even believe it man i'm so proud of you I it's, it's just that. nuts man it's just nuts i mean you i mean you and eliza played a big part in it you know just y'all being around and you know me and him we was that young we was friends, but you know it's always a little competition. Keep right. me on my on my <laughs> piece, keep on keeping them, you know. So it was like y'all played a big part for real. That's what's up, man. Well, I, I know the family is proud, man, and I know this is going to be that breakout year. I mean, it looks like that the commanders have uh, really cleared the way for you to be the guy at safety. Talk about that. Talk about the responsibility of that. And you know where you see yourself fitting in this in this uh, defense, and you know what are some of the goals for this season? It feels good that you know they see me to be that guy, you know, and just go out there and make plays for the team. You know, they put that trust in me, so I gotta uh, make it worth it so I can get paid. But I just, just gonna keep getting better. You feel me? I feel like my goals really is just to be better than last season. I ain't get no picks last season, so. I was kind of mad at that, so I gotta get get the ball for it. That's the main focus: get the ball. Now, do you set game goals, or do you have like a you have a season goal that you're trying to get? And then, as far as when you go up against certain players, uh, goals do you set for yourself? Uh, I mean, every game that I'm going against, I'm gonna one eight hundred cut your heart out and feed it to you, bitch. I'm gonna strap them down every game, you know. But for the season, I don't usually do like any numbers or anything like that. But it's really just getting better every week. That's my goal for the season is to see myself get better every week. So when it get late in the season and stuff really matters, 
I'm done talking my game. Now, do you have like a, a high incentive contract? Nah, not on the rookie contract. Okay. Yeah, this year right here. Show me the money. Um, this, 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 man, I, I can't wait to see. I wish you so much success in every game except two. <laughs> you hear me? But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's so crazy because, man, me and your pops would be going back and forth on uh, Facebook, man, and I can't even really talk trash about the, the commanders because my nephew on the team but i can't uh-huh. i can't even really talk trash to him man well, shoot they talking about getting evo we'll see man that'll we'll be see. you know don't, that's don't a good competition for you right there don't tip my tongue yeah we we're not worried about them though see that's there man. come on man watch it see don't be disrespectful <laughs> man don't 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 be disrespectful okay you can be all the disrespectful <laughs> you, know you want on this show hey <laughs> so 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 you came out of school man you know what i'm saying and talk about this nil money man this 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 name image and likeness money man and and how much money did my man cam leave on the table because he graduated <laughs> a few years too early talk to uh, me it's crazy it's crazy they want to bring that right without leave like, <laughs> but i ain't got no problem with it for real because being that like in college that dealing with athlete like we be struggling for real right like we, we was getting like little fourteen hundred dollars every month but after rent like that's gone so for them to be able to make their own money, because, like, the school and the university are already, already making money off them. Money? Them dudes, is, they printing money. For them to be able to get something, like, it's it's fair. Like, I feel like it should always been like that. Like, now, at you, least give them a cut or something. Yes. Now, do you feel there's going to be any repercussions as far as that? I mean, there's always going to be somebody with a problem with it, you know, but... I don't feel like any like repercussions. Yeah. Cause I feel like coaches have been buying players, so ain't nothing gonna change. Wait a minute. Let's not go there. Let's not, <laughs> let's I not tell her where, let's no that, money, let's not tell her where the, where the bodies is buried now. You know what I'm saying? Are you want to do that Arkansas? I was really low key kind of mad. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold it now. You know what I'm saying? But man, bef- before we let you go, man, I know you got a camp coming up. Talk about that. Talk about the camp. What it means for you to be able to give back in this way, and where do you see this thing going in the future? Uh, I mean, it means a lot. Just like be able to come back, show my face, you know, and be able to give back. Cause like when I was growing up, we ain't, I ain't had that in Muskogee, so I ain't really get to see nobody like that. So to come like and show me in the flesh, you know, I feel like it'll do a lot for them. That's and what's just, up. Just you know, to like really help the kids. You know, if really to find somebody like. You know, you do a camp and you find that one player who really got it. And, like, you can just help build his fundamentals and stuff like that. But, yeah, it means a lot. What's the name of your camp? Camp Curry Youth Camp. It ain't nothing crazy. Okay. That's in Washington? It's going to be in uh, Oklahoma. Oh, it's going to be in Oklahoma? Yeah. Well, I mean, Cam, look, man, keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, like I said, man, I wish you nothing but success in every game except two. And even in those games, I hope you do well. I just hope you guys lose. All right, but it don't mean. <laughs> I appreciate you a lot, man. I appreciate you. This was just Cameron Curl, Washington Commanders, formerly Washington football team, safety. And you are listening to Tough Talk Radio. This is Cam Curl, safety for the Washington Commanders. You're listening to Tough Talk Radio. Because I do talk tough and I do do tough things.
tissue Used to be at the corner store with a loaded pistol That's how the game goes Shit, I'd be on my fourth pack Before I even made it home to change clothes Team homie, you know my body official tissue Used to be at the corner store with a loaded pistol That's how the game goes Shit, I'd be on my fourth pack Before I even made it home to change clothes Got a fresh manicure, but it's dirt under my nails that's cause I fell when the diesel's on my trail Only reason I made them chase, I had a gun So like Ghostface in 2004, I had to run I was money hungry, bird bath in the dope spot Living off of deli sandwiches and 50 cent pops Letting the fiends scrape the pot, they probably get a gram Before I cooked it up again, I made a couple grand Dirty fingernails, the all whites was always fresh The money was dirty but spent like I earned a check I was in the kitchen trying to make shit stretch Say a prayer with a pot that I don't crack this rest Yes, cause if it busts, I gotta lift the stove up Dig through the bacon grease and steal back my fucking O's up But hold up, I hear not, that ain't a fiend knuckle You know when the D's kick the fucking door, they mean trouble It make the average man knees buckle I'm the illest nigga, did it and got away with it You seen hustle, go This is for the bill, never ran, never will To my brother text alarms, to my nigga still Uh, yeah This radio broadcast is brought to you by Black League Entertainment on Delicious Vinyl Power by Dash. Hello. What call is from? What's calling Oh, what's going on here? Hey, Daniel, what's going on with you? Oh, man, chilling, chilling, man. I was young, I was surviving the times, waiting for my moment, I was destined to shine. Lil Ray had an NXX, I was hoping I'm next, wanting bracelets, never had a rope on my neck, unless I was holding tie a chain, rest in peace. Even though that night you flipped on us, you warned us, if you came back and we still on the corners, we corners. Moving on to move your arm and your watch to another time on the block, cause this 40 side where they said shorty rhyme, tragedy, he used to come through all the time. I'm talking juice crew, not what the word to find He had a sister named Eric, but sure was fine That was my first crush, I bought my first mic I wrote my first verse, I was about nine I was about my fantasized house buying Matt Paul, he wore some big glasses Him and Mel Korn took me where G-Rap lived I was happy just getting some answers I ain't even know what a record advance was I'm seeing whole sex in the studio bathroom With rap dudes thinking, wow, she moved me Same girl then, right now's a groupie Back then she was like the star in the movie Large jewelry and expensive Gucci Next stop, paid in full, posse recruits me Knew they were some millionaires, they ropes with Dookie Every green man looking like touchy to shoot me See, every time Rob didn't show, I get to record demos out of tips to blow. I wonder, could they tell? How did they know? 16 years later, here I go. Nah, it's too real. Nothing to play with. Best group blow. I bet, I bet the whole U.S. know. What, what to expect? And of course, they're playing in your system every night. Nah, it's too real. Nothing to play with. Because this is Tough Talk Radio with your host, Mr. Preston and Rich Martini. I do talk tough and I do do tough things. This is Tough Talk Radio and I'm your host, Rich Martini. And I'm alongside my partner, my co-host, 
Mr. Who? Mr. Preston, the one and only. And we got a special guest in the house. The man has made plenty of power moves. He's worked with legendary artists, Bone Thugs, Dream, Proof, D12, Meg The Stallion. I mean, he's a legendary person. Mr. Big Hef. Give a round of applause, Mr. Big Hef. <laughs> what up, what up, what up, Rick? What's going on with you? Talk, talk, let's get it. So let's start first, because you're a man after my own heart. You were involved with DJs a lot, and you was a promoter. Right, yep, and there it is. Back in, what, 2002, we were into promoting. We had a, you know, we, we had a nice little movement going had, out here on the West Coast. We were yeah. doing shows, we were doing shows in Vegas, and, you know, we did a lot of tours and stuff like that, but what you do is exactly what we were looking out to do, and taking city of San Diego to the level like what you were doing with Cleveland, man. How was that journey with Cleveland? I mean, where did you start off in Cleveland? Um, I actually just started off being a fan of music. And, uh, you know, from there, just wanted to get into the music business. I didn't really know how, no where. Uh, so I just started, I, I started off by making a whole bunch of phone calls to Bone Thugs and Harmony. They were like the only thing that was popping in Cleveland on the industry side. So wanted to do some internship for them. And that ended up leading me to working with them and doing a lot of their solo projects in like the early 2000s. And then, uh, you know, of course, everybody starts off wanting to be an artist as well. So I had a group that we I put out a project independently, sold like 7,000. And uh, it ended up leading me to get some phone calls. And then like one of my first big breaks came from working with Lance Records uh, based out of Boston. And they put out the first 50 Cent project. Right now, my life moving too fast to stop and pray. See, every now and then I smell, just not today. And on the other side, being a promoter, I was doing like a lot of underground shows, hip hop shows, and stuff like that. And that led me to building a relationship with this crew. One of my best friends, Finch, is from Detroit. And I started meeting a lot of Detroit artists, so I would bring them to Cleveland. And that would build that relationship between Cleveland and Detroit and some of the groups that uh, end up coming down to Cleveland uh, end up turning into uh, a mega star and a super group. Mega. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, and if they don't know who, and I mean, they should know, but obviously it would be D12 that he's talking about. Right. I take a couple of them. seen where you were very close with proof rest in peace proof you know uh he was a he was a special person you know? yeah. yeah one of the things that i actually saw in your documentary which is your relationship with proof and how you learned from an artist is that correct you know what he was kind of like two steps ahead of me i was learning i was great on the business side and he was great on the artistry and they had formed d12 they had uh you know just being a a great established artist at the time you know he was you know he had a solo career before d12 uh you know being in the source battles and all of that good stuff he really just he kind of molded me into what he needed to complete on his on his team and you know and it it, it, it became a great friendship you know you know always with his ups and downs but it became a great friendship where you know like the shady records it was like a family, you know. Well, we tried D12. Uh, you know, at the time, Green Lantern was DJ for M, and um, you know, it was a uh, one big, uh, big movement. 
I want to say it definitely had an impact in the early 2000s and, and you know then, then it became a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a great uh, guy as far as in the DJ community so you know one of the guys that I really was working with in that time was DJ Who Kid okay. and he had a a new artist this is the mixtape era of course and he would just push push uh mixtapes and stuff at me and he introduced me to a guy that he just started working with by the name of 50 cent and uh it was crazy that those two worlds just came together so now you have the whole g unit family and the shady records family all on tour at the same time so that was like the first time i ever got a chance to see the country a lot of ch- a lot of relationships built in the whole nine, but yeah, it was it was a, a, a great time, great time in music for that era as Absolutely. well. And uh, you know, I, like I said, those guys end up doing some great things, and uh, I was there for the ride of it. Talk to us about that tour, man. I mean, that first tour, you know, that that's a big time situation, and like you said, it was a great time in hip hop. Talk about those experiences and, you know, learning on the fly and, and learning as you go. And, you know, what were some of the biggest lessons that you took from that that you, you know, took on and used in your career? Uh, one, time management, uh, organization, and then communication. Those, those are three things that still stick to me to this day because, one, you know, I'm like a fresh guy. And, you know, like we're not from the same city, so but they did have me being a point person. And it's kind of like where I kind of learned tour management skills at because I would just look at all the things that they would have me do or put together. And then I would implement those later into a lot of the things that I would do. So no matter if it was a promo run for an artist at a label or if it was, you know, just going out on a tour like, you know, right now I'm on a five-year foreign dream dial tour. And, you know, so still implementing some of those same things as far as communication time schedule organizing who needs to be where who needs to be what at what time and you know of course uh, i learned about merchandising at this time you know that was a, a crazy thing that i didn't really understand but it was a whole it was a, a great supplemental income thing as far as trainers and you know what a lot of these new cats that are coming out feel like all they need is a buzz talk about how important it is to have a you in the crew uh you know what i think it's, it's very important because you know i'm one of the guys that connects the dots or it helps it helps build the story as far as making sure that that buzz gets out and everybody knows about it like it's it's, it's a, a, like i like to create fan bases like you know that's one of the things that i learned from like that that whole shady records era the whole g unit era dipset era everything was like they had a great fan base no matter if it was from the streets or if it's from the suburbs or whatever but their fan base will follow them wherever across the country and even now like when i was heading in towards my second wave like just watching like machine gun kelly and and some of the stuff that tech nine had transitioned him into it was like this fan base will go wherever you go no matter which record you have it can stick with you so you can be you can utilize this in touring for the duration of your career so here, here machine that kelly is 12 years later and you know everything's only gotten bigger and bigger each time we put out some records i think one of the biggest things that when we grew up as far as in this industry is the appreciation for street teams where you would have the physical copies or 
the people out there putting up posters, putting up this information. Now everything's on a digital platform. Right. How in your field, as far as management and marketing and radio and the different things that you're involved with, how has that transition affected you and how you move? Um, it really hasn't. You know, like I'm one of the guys really? that's like, I would, I would be like an older guy, but I still relate to the younger generation. Um, you know, like I kind of say like my second win became like in, in like 2016, 2017, like I had a guy, uh, I had got introduced to Kevin Lyles and, uh, my guy Jay and Dino had, um, brought me on board as far as doing like some of the things at 300 and, you know, I had T Grizzly and he was like the, this generation of what's happening now on the, on the net side going crazy. And, and he, but he was a street artist at the same time. And, you know, like that, that led me to doing like things like another promo run with like Lil Baby that ended up leading me into taking like Megan Thee Stallion out on her first promo run, et cetera. And, um, I'm with it, you know, like I'm with it. So it, it, it really hasn't affected me at all. Like, you know, I, I can't say like there's been a stoppage of artists trying to work with me or anything like that. It's just been like, you know, I got a new guy by the name of Sleazy World Go right now. And I think he's like the next biggest thing in music. So we've been, like, yeah, we've been on a road for like the last three months, just building, building. And, uh, you know, like through the grace of God, we got a remix with Lil Baby that's about to drop. We shot the video last week. We got other songs that's in the chamber. And, um, you know, so with the younger generation and the digital age, it, it really didn't stop me. It just, it made me transition and learn, you know, just new nuances on how to break artists. So everything that we used to do in the street era, in the street team era, just doing that in the digital era did having the same impact or having more of an impact because you know they don't get a chance to get that physical thing too much so when we do see them in person it's a moment that they're going to cherish they're going to put in their phone they're going to post they're going to you know they're going to share that content and share it with you know before we had word of mouth but now if the right person posts something then we can reach a hundred thousand people or twenty thousand people you know at a time so I, I just use that um, to be more effective. It's like my mom with a couple of volume inside a palm. It's Mr. Mischief with a trick up his sleeve. Pull up on you like Christopher Reeves. I can't describe the vibe I get when I drive by six people and five I hit. Oh shit, I started a marsh pit. Squashed a bitch and stomped the foster kids. These rooms make me hallucinate. Then I sweat till I start losing weight. Till I see dumb shit start happening. Drumming in vanilla ice trying to rap again. So bounce, bounce, come on, bounce.
Hogan. Artist development. Do you find it harder in today's time to develop an artist because of everything so sped up? Or is it easier to develop an artist in today's time? To me, it's easier because uh, there's less and less physical work. But the thing that I like, I would just say is that uh, you got to find the right artist that's willing to listen, that wants to be around for more than a year. Uh, and that's really the main goal. Like when I sit down and I talk to an artist, you know, and I, I would just say like, look, you're going to be a superstar, but we got to go through this work for you to become a superstar. And then you can relax. You know what I'm saying? So, and this is the regiment that Megan went through. This is the regiment that Gunner went through. This is the regiment. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a proof is in the pudding that people are on their third or fourth album. And then some of the guys that didn't want to do the work, they're gone. You know what, man? I had a, a question too, man. You know, we had recently had a uh, bone on. Now we have you have been in this business for a long time and you've seen the transition, you know, um, you know, from a lot of these rappers and, and what they're trying to do and tie the music to Rico charges and that type of stuff. You know, what's some of the advice you can give some of these young cats? Because, you know, particularly when you see the stuff coming out the Bronx, you know, what I'm saying he's got the music is fire. You know, but 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 it's like they can't separate themselves from the street, man. What, what are some of the advice that you can give to some of these young cats that's coming up, you know, in the industry? Uh, I just think that, like, one, you gotta you gotta hold your music a little bit better, and just blatantly saying it. I know, you know, a lot of people like to be blunt about it and all that kind of stuff, but you know, you gotta realize that you're in entertainment now. You're an artist. You're, you know, like you're not just a street guy anymore. So, you know, sometimes you gotta you got eyes on you. Yeah, you got a lot of eyes, a lot of attention, and you got a lot of people talking about you. And, you know, usually, I don't know, bro. Like, a, I would just say, you know, just be an artist. You can't, you know, you can't play both sides of the field. That's not gonna work. That that seems to be the theme. Everybody that we talk to. That's basically what they say. You know, you need to pick a side. You know, either you're going to be in the street or you're going to be in the studio. But, you know, it's very difficult to be successful at both. Yeah. And that's, and that, that's how, you know, and I, I know like the transition from people that's in it, they try to get out of it. Uh, but, you know, like I think if you read and, and you take the artistry part serious, like the money is just, as effective as being in the street, you know. One of the things that I wanted to talk about was this tour that you got going on. Um, you know, like, I, you know, just from being on the road, I always look at developing platforms for new artists. And um, and and when I started, like I said, my second wave back into the industry, I just wanted to create a platform for newer artists. So um, I call it the Streets Most Wanted Tour, and like. You know, when I say, like, just being blessed to have this as a platform, like, I've had literally everybody from Q to Q Money to Ray Cash to Stolly to Megan Thee Stallion, Lil Baby, T Grizzly, TK Kravitz, uh, a lot, a lot of great people just be a part of the tour. Uh, a lot of new Jeff Jam artists, you know, like, we've just been working, 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 and it's kind of become a staple in, in in my region and across the country where you know this is like some something that you got to do to get 
get your stuff popping. So, and I know you do a lot in the Midwest. Is this tour going to be available across the nation? I mean, coast to coast, or yeah. it's just going to be? Like, I mean, you know, I'm playing in a West Coast joint, going into you know, um, going out, and I like I said, I love to stop by, and we can do some interviews and stuff when I come through San Diego. But I'm I'm uh, I'm headed west. You know, in June for the BET Awards. So Vegas, Phoenix, Albuquerque, San Diego, LA, coming to, to, to that, those cities. And, um, you know, I've had like new CMG artists, like 55 bags and, you know, like a little bit of everybody, bro. Like, you know, new, 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 uh, Maybach, new MMG artists, some of Meeks up, like everybody's literally been on it. And, um, I'm, I'm proud of it you know I'm proud of it I'm developing the next wave of, of people to help with the tour because I can't go out as much as I used to but you know it, it's I can't wait to you know present you guys like the next wave of artists and you know nine times out of ten like I got at least one or two in the chamber that's going to become very <laughs> so if I'm an up and coming artist or if I'm the manager of an up and coming artist, how do I become a part, you know, of the streets most wanted tour? It's just uh reach out like the crazy part about it, bro, is like most of the people that I have on tour are just really like friends that like they recommend these artists ninety percent of the people that are friends of mine are industry execs or in ours or whatever they might say like hey man i got uh wiz khalifa might have a new artist named skate or james mcmillan might say like hey i got Robbie in the mirror he you know he just got signed to def jam uh, we need to take him out on the road or you know things like that and like i'm a, a family and friends type of guy so you know I, I i go all out for my friends i make sure that they, they see the results and you know it works well, consider Black League, Tough Talk Radio, Rich, and myself as your new friends, okay? <laughs> and I would say to you guys, like, some up-and-coming media outlets and get you premium interviews and next-to-blow interviews and stuff like that that can help, of course, just be a part of your movement and, and your growth. That's what's up. Like, our 300 artists are some of the Columbia artists and some of our Def Jam artists. You know, in, in 2019, I started my own imprint label and I did my own joint venture through Warner and I started signing some of my own artists as well as working with my friend's artists as well. I was like, hey, I could do this too, you know? Absolutely. And one of the things that I love that you're doing too is Q-Time. Talk to us about Q-Time. So a lot of people don't know this, but I always wanted to be a history teacher. Like that was like my goal. So Q time is like my way of giving back to the students because once I transitioned and I like when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I was like, yo, I wanna be in music. I don't know how, what, where, how, but it's for those people that want to be in music and might not know how to. And everybody doesn't have to be an artist. So it's it's really uh, educating people on how to be in the music industry. Uh, so no matter if it's management, no matter if it's public relations, no matter if it's admin, like those are jobs that are always around and won't go anywhere because every artist needs those type of things once they get into the business. And then I speak at high schools. I wrote a book. I, uh, you know, I really try to give back no matter if it's like donate toys, donate clothes, whatever it is. I'm always trying to give back and, you know, at least be there as a mentor. I've had a lot of high school students write papers on me and they end up becoming part of my team. 
You know what I'm saying? And that might be with me for five years. It might be for two years. It might be with me forever. But they always know that they got a mentor or they got a friend that, that's rocking with them and got their back. Man, that's, that's what's up. And that, that's what's up. I tried to do something very similar with football um, and sports that, you know, that I still do. And, you know, one of the people that we had on the day, he's the starting strong safety for, you know, the uh, Washington commanders that went through one of my programs. So for me, guys that do that, you know, in their field, um, you, you just never know how you affect a young person's life, you know, by giving them options. So I really commend you on that. I think that's amazing. And anything that we can do, you know, to help with that, you know, that's a phone call away. We would love to be intimately involved in that program, you know, that's going to help that next generation. Yeah. And even when I come there, no school's out now, but when I come in October, man, if you guys have a school or something like that that I can speak at, I'd love to do some stuff like that. Absolutely. We can definitely set that up. Definitely. And that's the thing that I think youth need to know, you know what I mean? Because everybody wants to be a, a rapper. But why we asked for you to come on the show is because of nobody talks to the people that are behind the scenes. The one that there's so many jobs, there's so many avenues that you can be successful at in this industry that doesn't partake as far as having to be an artist. You know, so I commend you on that. Even when I'm on my tours and stuff like that, like we, I make sure we visit high schools and people that do have music programs and stuff like that. So the kids that are coming up in music. They know, like, kind of like the foundation of what it takes to make it. And they're hearing it firsthand from the artist that's either newly signed or have a crazy buzz. Or they might be like, I have four. He's on Black in Chicago, but he's an artist as well. You know, just come and speak to the... I love four. Shy town I love that song. Yeah. So just have people... <laughs> You know, and let them know like th this is the way that they make it. These are the way, you know you don't have to be over the top, but as long as you're able to take care of you and your family. One other thing, I didn't mean to cut you off. You mentioned you had a book. What's the name of the book? So that people can also get a little bit more insight on. Oh uh, yeah, so I got a book called Making It in the Midwest. Uh, and, you know, it's available on Kindle, Amazon, iBooks, all that good stuff. But it's really just a how-to guide on how to make it in the music industry. It's just. You know, I just took a lot of, of the structure and, of, of the and then also uh, a lot of my good stories that I, I've had over the years that people can relate to because every every artist goes through that little, you know, they hit that ceiling. So they try to get to the next level. And then I also have another book that I did with my guy, Damola, and it was uh, a 50 cent book, like his guide, his manual uh, that he did to make it to be successful in the entertainment industry. I, I wanted to get that in there. I didn't want to forget about that because those are two great books that people can go out, grab right now, read, and, and get a little bit more insight onto everything that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So one of the other things that we would like to know about as far as your involvement with Def Jam, you know, we didn't bring that up because we wanted to let everybody know this man's doing all these different moves and yet this man is still involved with a major label. Been there for since 2013, 2012, 2013. So it's like nine, 10 years now. But, uh, you know, the most historic record label of all time. I feel like it's the greatest record label of all time. It's like playing with the Yankees, bro. It's like playing with heavy hitters every time out. So, like, now it's going through a transition, just developing a lot of newer artists and a lot of new things. But, I mean, how many people can say, like, Kanye, Tiana Taylor, 
Big Sean, Jeezy, Two Chains, you know, Jeremiah, like just having the list is <laughs> the list is impeccable. Yeah, it's just like even helping like with the next generation of of the artists, Fredo Bay, Bobby and Namir, and Money Long, and all of the, you know what I'm saying. So the new Def Jam is here. The label is definitely going to be around to stay. I, I love the stuff that Tony is doing. The new president and um, it's Def Jam, bro. Like what? <laughs> Those three little letters And it means so much to people And the history of Def Jam is crazy Yeah, and it's like walking through the airport Or walking through the mall or whatever If I got a hoodie on or a t-shirt Everybody like, you know It's that nod of approval Like, oh man, Def Jam, that's dope You know what I'm saying? So I was just like yeah, Yes, <laughs> absolutely So the new artists that you are working with now Which ones are those? Um, Right now I'm doing... Uh, I'm working with Dream Doll. She hasn't, she signed to Warner. She signed to my guy, Brooklyn Johnny. Uh, working with my guy, Sleazy World Go. He has a new song called Sleazy Flow. He signed to Island Records. Uh, like I said, it's pretty awesome because in about an hour and a half, we're dropping a remix with Lil Baby. So I can't wait for the world to hear that. This is Candace and you're listening to Tough Talk Radio and we will be right back. Okay. At the store, he had to scrape. Little bro hopped out tripping with that switchy, he didn't face it. They shot, they shot, they couldn't save him. We the ones getting busy up in the city, that's on my baby. They block like a drive through, ask the ops how much we slide through. Ain't beefing, but you they family. You get caught, then you gon' die too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the whip, let me out this chopstick, gon' leave him open like a zip. Zip him up, tell buddy no mask to come and pick him up. Niggas faking, acting like they thug, like till we hit him up. A lot of niggas don't like him. What? I ain't need this shit. Make his bitch take dick to the head. I ain't even hit yet. How you mad she choosing me? I like what she do to me. She say she feel safe over here. This where the shooters be. She say ain't no paper up over there. Shit, she barely eating. Can barely feed herself. She told me help. This nigga barely feed me. How you mad she choosing me? You a dive, you know what she was doing to me. We been swiping spit for a little while. This shit ain't new to me. Acting like I'm chasing her or something. She be pursuing me. Can't hold her. She be telling me all the time. She wish that you was me. I ain't with that messy shit. I barely attest a bitch. I can't even brag about these thoughts. That shit be effortless. Red and white Ferrari, I come through fresh as a peppermint. I ain't caught up in that other shit. They tripping on black excellent. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold a jet. Sound fit before a show, I gotta go. Can't miss this check. Travel all around the globe, know what I want with no regrets. She feel safe with us whenever she with gang and make her wet. Yeah. We don't do the social tweet. These niggas too internet. Going live trying to talk about who got shot. We don't get into that. He leave it up in the streets for me. I ain't trying to go to jail. Keep mentioning my name in all of your posts. It ain't hard to tell. If you get smoked, they gon' come looking for me. Nigga, you dumb as hell. This bitch ain't got love her. We, she must be drunk as hell. I can't let no suck, bitch. I love how they suck dick. Once I get my nut off, bitch, I'm skating like some Chuck fit. And I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited, really excited about Sleazy World. We got some really, really dope records. And, uh, you know, this was like my perfect artist to have that's, you know, when you talk about the new wave of artists that's, you know, he's been number one on TikTok, number one on Shazam. You know, he's climbing up the traditional radio charts. We're moving around. He's doing show gigs and everything. So it's just like all of this stuff that, you know, we built a lot of processes. It's just, it's all coming together, man. Yep, that's right. I'm running things. Like, I'm really proud of them. So I'm happy. I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, and then I got Ty Bree. That's one, that's my artist. I got four. Um, I manage him. 
I got DJ Ryan Wolf. Uh, he's going insane on some Khaled type stuff, just transforming from a DJ to an artist and producing and making great records. DJ Ryan Wolf just had a, uh, one of the videos we shot with Soldier Boy and Tybee premiere on BT Jams and nice. You know, and I got a, you know some some younger guys and stuff that's in development. And, you know, so I'm really you got a full play. Yeah, I'm, so I'm like I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited about this year. I'm really excited about the opportunities that it's going to create, and just putting out music. And then uh, last year, like while we're like some, I don't know if last year you could say pandemic quarantine, but you know, I started shooting a movie. Um, I started shooting a movie called The Cap, and you know, that's going to come out in July, August. So that has the movie and a soundtrack. You know, it's my first little independent film. So I'm excited about that and creating that part or that division, uh, for the company. And then, um, you know, you know, I, I always got a soft spot for my past. Um, and me and Bazaar from D12 are creating a cooking show together. And, uh, oh, yeah. That's what's so up. we're creating a cooking show together and, um, you know, we're in, in the pilot season for that so that'll be interesting i, I would definitely would watch that big big half you got you got to check out my instagram man i'm i'm, I'm gourmet okay. with it man i, I might <laughs> i might i might i might need to I, you might need to have to have me on yeah. there man for real so like like this is like a really and i'm gonna have to have him on your show but because he has a new project coming out as well but uh i'm gonna have to have him on your show but biz like he has all these crazy like he likes to fish everywhere he goes he'll 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 go fishing so he has all these crazy tour stories and stuff like that about eating like really odd food or cooking like you know cooking himself and i was like yo this is a show so we just started putting it together like during the quarantine and you know here we are and uh next up on your agenda i'm gonna be having bizarre call that for interview hey yo big bomb fuck your life man we outside on the block with bizarre man and we getting fucking crazy out here man just like his fucking boots man y'all know what fucking time it is we outside is there any other items or topics that we need to discuss um the only thing i want to you know i, I want to say is man just keep you know, of course, God first. I'm a really great person. I believe in having an awesome team. I rely on my team. Like you can't do it by yourself. That's one one of the things I always want to stress to artists. Like build you a team because you can't. Like every person or every artist that I know that's successful on another level, they always have a great team around them. That you know, everybody has their role to play, and that's what that's what can help make you win. And, um, you know, and then, um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, re rebuilding our, you know, year three, I was just call it a chapter, but a new chapter of my label capital structure and what we're doing. And, you know, like four has another project we're about to drop. Uh, it'll be featured on Black in Chicago, uh, as well. We did a, a crazy lingerie listening party. So, got to do that in maybe San Diego or something like that Lingerie party Definitely. for the ladies you know it's, uh, I have another artist female artist by the name of Ty Bree. I have a project on her I have a, a project with DJ Ryan Wolf uh, you know just insane stuff man and you know like I still got some things I'm doing with Bo as far as solo stuff and 
like collab projects and stuff like that that we're releasing so like i said you are definitely doing your thing you know uh, uh there's one thing you always said you want to be known as who gerald or who the gerald or her? <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh yeah hold up shout out gerald but that's that's that old school cleveland yeah. right here so uh, he wanted to be known as a gerald avert yeah, like I want to do the same thing for, like Gerald did for the city is provide an opportunity for our artists you know and like we've been through a, a good run we made a name for ourselves you know we, we do have a, a sustainable music community in Cotton and uh, you know I'm proud of it I'm really proud of it so I want to you know I want my name on one of the streets I want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and um, you know I'm just going to keep working out to get there absolutely man you're definitely doing your thing so thank you again, Big Hef, and we appreciate you for calling in. We'll definitely be tapping in with him and keeping in touch with what he's got going on. Again, Big Hef, salute to you and everything that you're doing. And for real, man, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm loving soaking up the game, man. I got a thousand questions, man, that I, I would love to ask you. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and rap with us for a spot. Man, I can't wait to sit down with you guys in the studio in June, bro, and just keep building. And, you know, like I'm a relationship guy, so I can't wait, man. Looking forward to it. Man, I appreciate everything, Big Hef. What up, man? It's your boy, Big Hef, man, the Midwest mayor, and I'm on Tough Talk Radio. Tune in or get tuned out. Yeah. We about to get nasty on this bitch. <laughs> I bought a couple of my homies. That fight point. Young C. <laughs> my nigga Nim. Yo, fuck the introducing. Uh-huh. Y'all can buy your heads before I start shooting. I'm a cap pillar, uh-huh. known crack dealer. Yeah. Fitting all white shit, we call it uh-huh. Mac Miller. Uh-huh. Ass murderer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dealing with a sicko. Hungry like a hippo. Got more gas than a sicko. Vaccinated. Uh-huh. Bitch, that's my prerogative. Yeah. But you was right. The test came back positive. Uh-huh. And if I go to jail, bitch, I can't say the number. Uh-huh. Just know. I be home in 155 summers. 25 shares. I get five of y'all hit. I got a new pump. I call it Primatine Miss. I just face fuck the Hawaiian freak bitch. I smacked her across the chest on some iron sheet shit. Hold that. Bang. It's fuck your life, you a business. Gave my girl and my mom some COVID for Christmas. Bad from the church, your man's a get murdered. Ambidextrous, I can shoot with both hands in reverse. My first trip to Detroit, I linked with Biz and he gave me a bag filled up with Zannies and perks. That's a super fact. Fuck around and you'll get super slapped. I see my eyes, but they no worry me, just like I'm super cow. Suck my dick, bitch, is super fat. I'm placing snitch under the ground, now he a sewer rat. Master Splinter, I'll dead you, homie. Put your brains all on your stomach, just like you shredders, homie. Fuck out my face, bitch, you don't know me. Only the warriors made it back to Tony. Off Mike's hard, I swim in pussy like a lifeguard in a dive park. And eat it like great white sharks that bite pork. I hop off the cheap Harley with three Barbies. Pussy bald and Steve Harvey. Nigga rapping bout the cheap rings he rocking. The ring I'm rocking's a gift from the king of Scotland. Beat me, he retarded. His dome is damaged. He got the IQ of a bologna sandwich. With a rack of antlers, I carve him into a jack-o'-lantern. To stab him again, so I'm singing the national anthem. See against you? It's like Dr. Octagon. Inside an octagon with 
Shaka Khan, Young Father Tom, Aram till I'm 99, Selma Shem Obama Dom, for me and Barack Dulan, I'm in Bazaar World, nothing but coke, dip Marlboros and call girls. It's your boy Martini here, and now the next episode of Tough Talk Radio. Hey, you guys, this is Coach Cam. Canelo don't look relaxed. And I was just going to say this. You remember when Canelo, back in the day, he was real swagged out. You remember when he used to throw them faints? Yo, yo, what's up? This is DJ Red-Handed, a.k.a. Red-Handed, a.k.a. The Bronx is mine. I wrote for the person how I wanted them to sound. Hey, hey, what's up? My name Grab baby. Representing this team, Bang Dope Game, New York City, thanks to the fullest. Absolutely. I, I believe that um, the culture made a full strength uh, of It's back in the forefront. People care about bars again. This is ridiculous. And Tough Talk Radio is brought to you by Sound Lounge. If you're a producer, MC, you want to get your shit right, check out Sound Lounge SD. They're going to do you right. Tough Talk Radio is brought to you by Black Entertainment, a multimedia company giving you resources in industry from consulting work, production, movie, music, shit. You motherfuckers do it all. Always bet on Black. Hit them up on IG, at Black League ENT. That's at Black League ENT.